Freedom. Mm. Burning it in the countryside. <laughs> oh, come on, Spidey. Let's go, motherfucker. Oh, you fucking door. Jesus, babe, just hotbox the whole fucking apartment, why don't you? Oh, shit. My bad, babe. Hold on. Let me fix this real quick. Ah, there we go. Oh, yeah. That totally fixed it there. Now the place smells like South Central LA and a damn fruit tree. That wild lavender orchard, to be precise, hun. And you know... I'm kind of digging the smell a bit. You want? Fuck it. Let's keep it all the way potpourri. No, no, no more. Stop. Stop it. <laughs> Give me that. <laughs> I'm just playing, babe. <laughs> That's all you've been doing is playing. All right, all right. Take it. Hey, where are you going? Why don't you come on and be an accessory to some unlawful activity with me? <laughs> I'm sorry, babe. You see, <laughs> I unfortunately can't because I've been bestowed the incredible gift of having to work on a Saturday with my side business. Vey, hon, you knit shit. It is crochet. And it gets me a little bit of extra money on the side. And ain't there's some sort of rule about working on Saturdays. I mean, I'm not religious. Hey, 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 hey. I choose to, smartass. Maybe because I spent a few too many of my damn Saturdays staying broke and being a vegetable. Oh, and there's the whole boredom thing, too. Mm. Yikes and ouch. You really like to make a sting, huh? Well, I got it from you. You said you either gotta start being a baller or end up being bald. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I said be bald? The fuck? <laughs> oh, shut up. You know what I meant. <laughs> okay, okay. Fair enough. But to be fair, you're gonna need to have you a little Sabbath sometime. It's getting dark. And the good thing is you still got all the Sunday to crochet and be Miss Baddest Bitch. I'm about to just veg out with me for a change and watch Mandy on Prime with me. Fine. <laughs> By the way, I'm always the baddest. <laughs> Two hours later. Pretty fucking crazy. <laughs> right? Nicholas, who's a goddamn madman. Love you. <laughs> hey, babe. Yeah, yeah, what's up? Um, could you maybe... Do me a favor. Oh shit. I know what kind of favor you mean. I know them sounds. Gotta get up. 
sorry. No, no, don't be. Besides, you already sparked a movement that I'm way ahead of. Spicy pork rinds and a Coke Zero. Monster. Monster. Gotcha. My keys. All right, woman. I'll be back in a bit. Thanks, baby cakes. Hey, don't forget your phone. Ah. Thank you. Hey, hey, and you can't leave without a kiss. Okay. Mwah. Yes, that's right. Fuck using our signals. deep recesses of my mind here at the twilight hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what's one to do? Besides, when has there ever been a time where a trek for stony heats didn't include a gestational mental sojourn into the cerebral cortex? Can't expect the brain to sleep when the metabolism is in fucking overdrive. Yeah, well, partner, as it stands to reason, that if my brain were asleep, I wouldn't be behind the wheel of my whip, being the Uber Eats boyfriend right now. Oh, God, enough of the weepy cum tears. You knew that was a part of the package for a while now. What's a loving heart without a sacrifice or two now and again? Yo, fuck off, I ain't crying, right? You see, I'm here any damn way. It's what caused you to creep out of nowhere like a seemingly watertight shark. Possibly once again to regale me of a tale of how I fucked up something somehow somewhere a long time ago and on and on and on. Okay, okay, okay. First of all, when everything's said and done, my purpose, such as it is, isn't to browbeat to the point of irreparable disrepair. I think that's sort of antithetical in the grand scheme of things. Besides, a wise man a long time ago once said, When I move, you move. Just like that. And I gotta say, your committal towards not picking up a hint these days is pretty hysterical. Almost to the point of parody. No fucking clue where you got that from. Wait, wait, wait. You know what? I think I know where. God, I guess what you pop the fun really doesn't stop. God damn it. Oh, come on, man. I'm just teasing. You know, for a hot motherfucker, you get awfully antsy. Ah, amazing reminder for me to chill out on the green for a little while. Or... Maybe I'm just really, really fucking hungry. 
Luckily, the store's closed for remodeling. When the fuck did that happen? I just got gas here this morning. Shit. Yay! Road trip! Road trip! Come on, chop chop. Baby needs her snacks. Oh, will you shut up? The gods will hold you in their highest favor for this holy sacrament. And by the looks of it, it seems they already have. Just look at all them green lights. Hey, the faster the better. Hey. What? No, no, no. Don't make me play the riddle game, man. Talk to me. Tell me what's up. No riddles, huh? Maybe you should stop acting like you don't already know what's the deal, okay? Okay, fine. You got me. You're the one who gets the esteemed privilege of living in the real world. Whoopee. Fuck. Is it what the wolf said? Wolfie? No. No. Well, I don't know. Pieces of it, maybe. It's a bit strange to explain. Strange, huh? Not like talking to yourself in a car kind of strange? not that hard to get humming. Now well, at least it got you to mellow the fuck out, man. You know, I think you're right. Maybe you should leave that wacky tobacco alone for a little bit. Yeah, and miss your badgering presence? That sounds like a splendid offer. Nuh-uh, young man. You haven't finished putting up all your toys. Commit to your cleansing, child. Cleansing, huh? This fucking guy. Hey, remember... Hear this fucking guy, friendo. You want this shit to stop, then you better make like the Valdez and spill. I mean, but <laughs> we got time. Fine. I don't know, man. I mean, look, I'm not a hater. Wolfie got the mad skills with the fingers, and you know, I'd be a damn fool not to encourage her to apply her talents for a clientele <laughs> who's willing to pay. <laughs> oh, nigga, you ain't lying about them fingers, boy. <laughs> Yo, knock it off, man. I mean, she's got a craft that she's honed, and she's making it work for her, and she manages to get motherfuckers to take notice. Yeah, crocheting may not exactly be the most incredible hobby or skill in the world, and probably takes a fuck ton of time for her to get anywhere, but as do most things, but I can't do that shit. Well, not exactly any and everybody's necessarily cut with that artisan cloth, so to speak. That's why it's called a skill. 
Yeah, more like a gift, actually. I'll just sit there and look at her twirl and twist away, only for her to turn and tell me how much better people are at this shit than she is. Wait, wait, please, please, please tell me we're talking about dating again. It's crochet. Ah, crochet. Right, got it. Well, you know, I'm sure Beethoven once thought his fifth symphony was so much of a shit burger, even he felt lucky enough to be barred from having to hear it. It's always better to be your own critic anyway. Saves yourself a small splash of the misery you're bound to receive from probable outside criticism. Well, yeah, I know that all too well. Should I say new? Guess that's why I'm lying in this rut, pretending to talk to no one. That drive to slave over a vocation that's my own? Owning something to perfection? It's just dead now. Oh, don't I know it. And you're all still in your feels, because maybe you think she sees that also. That your lack of initiative and creative drive is no longer a secret. Center stage for all to see, despite having nothing really to show for anything anymore. Hey, one know a little secret that's made cheer you up. It's not dead. Your drive, that is. Life support? Chemotherapy? Yeah, sure, maybe. Need to give last words? Sure, fine. We'll go with that. She was. I ever told you how pessimistically encouraging you can be? Yeah, you know, you might already have. The off switch ain't hard to reach in this bad boy. And might I say, this is one nice fucking ride. Better than that fucking geriatric Toyota you were rocking. Hey, now we all know it was high time for an upgrade that was actually worth a damn. Bluetooth, AC, XM radio. <laughs> Forward fucking progression, friendo. Only took you 32 years. But hey, Torchstone told that hair to go suck a dick. <laughs> yup, long strokes. <laughs> but yeah, man. Wolfie even put me in this stink or whatever. This cavernous, creative emptiness, or should I say lack thereof. I guess it was kind of always there just incubating, growing, almost cancerous. Which is never a good thing. Especially with all that borrowed time we've been accruing. Yeah, right. Perfect example. It's kind of like the podcast I used to do. Aha! Ding, ding, fucking ding. I knew you'd quit dicking around and get to it eventually. <sighs> you know what, man? I think I need to pull over. Hold on.
My drive isn't dead. It's just on life support. Pretty nice to kind of talk about it in simple terms, isn't it? And that voice in your head always sits by and tells you that, you know, <laughs> it's kind of always there to remind you that, you know, maybe you're slacking behind a little bit. Your conscience, maybe. I don't know. I don't like to put a name to it, you know. I think... I think people like to rely on 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 saying it's a conscience as an excuse to not really, you know, take it upon oneself to, you know, to just act, I suppose. It's just it's it's it, it's sort of like I don't want to say an impulse inhibitor, I guess. I don't even know if that makes sense. But, you know, <laughs> There's always a little something that's kind of telling you something in your head. You know. I never feel like I've had that voice that would ever tell me to do something, like, stupid, though. You know. I think that's kind of the thing that's, you know, kept me, you know, from completely going off in the deep end. I'll tell you right now, I am a patron saint of, of, of you know, doing the bare minimum. I swear to God, I live by it. I breathe and eat the bare minimum. I mean, it's pretty brazen enough for me to say, but, you know, I'll be honest about it, and I think it's fair, you know. You know, I don't think there's any shame in that. I've, 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 I've tried a long time, long, long fucking time, Learning to try to, I guess, sort of embrace my faults or whatever. Because I figured, like, you know, it's, it's, I, I, tell me if this makes sense, okay? I have, I mean, I'm thinking about it in my head, but it just sounds really fucking stupid, you know? But it, but I'm sitting there and I'm just like, man, I remember maybe the same type of imagination that I probably had back when I was eight years old, you know? Not that I'm saying, like, I'm, I'm, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of matured less or anything like that. I'm just saying, like, man, I remember back in the day, like, I, I had, like, this really, like, un, like, like untouchable idyllic mindset and I remember I could channel back to it. I remember all those times, man. It was all rich and detailed. Like I don't know, maybe like when I say eight years old, do I know if that's like a a call back to anything, you know? I'm saying that to say it's just like it's I can retain a good memory for like a lot of the things I do, but I guess I, you know, You try really, really hard to sort of, like, not 
repress as many decent memories as you have because sometimes, you know, I, I think those are good to sort of call upon sometimes to kind of keep you in check, to kind of keep you, you know, your head right, you know. But I think it's what's so... I mean, in, 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 uh, you know, in the, uh, I guess in the tradition of being honest with myself, believe it or not, I think it's maybe the more negative aspects of my life that sort of keep me on my toes more than anything. I mean, I don't want to sound weird by saying I feel like I'm divine, you know, defined, excuse me, defined by my failures, you know. I think it's a really dour way to look at things, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people would probably tend to agree with me, but at the same time, it's, I feel like when you, when you become of that age, you know, and you've gone this far, and you know, you've probably seen some shit, but you, you're at that point where it's just like, yeah, I, 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 I remember kind of what got me here, you know, and you're forced to sort of crawl back inside of yourself and try to remember like what things could have been, you know? Had you have been more, I guess, um, economical with your time, a little more smarter. You know, it's weird, right? Probably I'll take this in like a really weird direction, right? But I never, I never, um, really, you know, I was never really the type of a person for therapy, you know? I never... I knew about it pretty much all my life, like the stigma that sort of surrounded it. You know, people talking about like their mental health issues. I have friends on top of friends, on top of friends that can 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 sing me a whole bunch of stories about the type of uh, the type of prescription medications they were taking, and it was just like, wow, it seemed like such a foreign concept to me. I don't know, maybe if it's a cultural thing or not, you know. I remember I was sort of like introduced to like, you know, to the ass, you know, to, to, you know, to the prospect of that, I guess, from my parents. And I think that came about at a time when, um, I was around 16, 17, 18 or so around the high school years, you know, I suppose it's like the most like traumatic years for kids, you know, in school. I mean, obviously, I mean. Make it only guess, like, fucking, you know, if you look at kids, like, nowadays, especially, like, you know, with the advent of social media in the palm of their hands, I can only imagine it's just much, much worse. It's not like an old, fat, you know, fogey right now. Let's stop that. Okay, back it up, back it up, back to 16. There was, like, a point I was getting at, right? But, um, like, I remember, I remember not really knowing if... I had some sort of mental illness. Oh, that hurt. If that was even feasible for something like me, because, you know, growing up for me was, 
was a bit was 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 a lot of ups and downs, I suppose. I mean, who doesn't have ups and downs? I'm pretty sure like there's people have way more fucked up stories in my childhood. But I guess I'm trying to like I guess, you know, paint a picture, I suppose, you know. Where you were it's I think there's a difference between, you know, to sort of scale this, right? To kind of you know I think there's a difference between failure and misfortune. I think a lot of times people can grow up with a lot of misfortunes in their lifetimes, and I think a lot of I think failure would suggest, you know, um uh an, an unsatisfactory result of 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 a multitude of different trials, <laughs> you know. <laughs> that um that that one undertakes you know but i go back to the whole like you know mental health thing my parents like like i say that because like i was one of those kids who grew up in school and 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 i was always told that like i could be like a super a student and i got forced in all the pre-advanced prep classes and shit like that and you know it's come upon me to reflect the good family name, you know, like, uh, as one would hope, especially, you know, being the oldest child of the family, you know, always have to get good grades, always be smart, always be a role model. It's, those are great platitudes to live by. If I have kids one day, I hope to instill those lessons in them. But it was a little bit different when you're kind of like in that, you know, in those formative stages, in those formative years. Right. I'll tell you the reason why I'm kind of thinking about this and it'll kind of like sort of like it, it, it's all coming to make sense right but um, I guess it'll kind of bounce back to like you know the whole issue with the podcast and everything right like so this is all gonna this will all mean something I, I know it sounds like I'm just spitballing right here and I'm just being erratic but um no it'll all come together in a second right but um couple days ago before I you know started thinking about picking this back up again I started to 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 actually put myself um through the gauntlet so to speak and go back and listen to my old episodes that I used to do and you know it's been a while since I actually started committing to them like I said I would and um and been keeping a lot of my promises with show updates and everything. Sort of led people on. And it just... Plus was just a long absence, of course. It was bound to fuck up and fail. And I didn't care for it anymore. And I, you know... And, and I didn't really put forth any work to it, but when I was listening to the first, like, I guess maybe 10 or so episodes, when I sort of felt like I was maybe, maybe hitting on something, maybe, you know, uh, there, there was a reason for, like, I was able to actually kind of look back at them, and I tell you right now, I, 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 I really hate fucking listening <laughs> to my own self sometimes, I mean, and I have to in order to, to, to put podcasts together, you know, it's such a, it's, it's a give and take kind of thing, so I'm able to, like, sort of accept it, 
But, you know, I, I, I know that's just a part of the gig, you know, that's just, you know, those are the breaks, but man, I fucking hated listening to myself on those old podcasts, but I was sort of at that point, I guess I'm at that point now in my head where it's just like, man, maybe I could probably take a break from beating myself up a second and actually kind of give these a listen because something well, I didn't want to do the podcast anymore for various reasons. Something did compel me to want to go back to it and just find out why I started in the first place. In the first episode I was with was Who is Biggest Mikey? And I was just like, wow. And, you know, I'm not ashamed to admit <laughs> that maybe I can kind of be undertaken by my own ego a little bit. You know, who is biggest Mikey? I was just like, wow, I was really trying to put myself out there like that, wasn't I? And sort of like push this on to people, you know, you know, favorite YouTubers and shit like that. God, if I can only admit to myself that I feel like I was just trying to, you know, sort sort of grasp onto that shine a little bit, but I do remember the time where I felt like, man, this is uh, um, um, um. I don't know, this is a chance for me to, you know, sort of, uh, sort of, uh, spruce up my creativity, you know, have some fun, you know, give myself a little hobby, you know, and, uh, you know, throw caution to the wind and see what happens, see what people think, you know, because it's always... I can I can't imagine how people who do this who have like a lot of exposure like how they handle it just like a thousand you know a thousand you know even hundreds of thousand seeing eyes look at whatever they produce it, it that has to be just so overwhelming you know but whatever reception I guess I did get seemed to um seemed to resonate with people. I know it sounds like I'm stroking my own dick right now. <laughs> I'm honestly not, but um I was able to listen to like the first few episodes. In the first episode where I was talking about like I, I was speaking from the um the point of view of my own dad because uh I don't know. I think if uh, I found a a really funny thing. I talked to him on the phone not too long ago and like, it's so weird when I noticed that, man, like, m him and I kind of have the same kind of voice. And that's really cool. I like that authoritative boom we both kind of have, you know. And then I kind of just, uh, it was easy for me to recall on how sometimes, uh, you know, growing up, my dad used to be really persnickety. He's not so much anymore, but I have younger siblings and him seeing him, uh, you know, throwing the dad hammer is <laughs> still pretty awesome. But still kind of gives me a little bit of PTSD sometimes. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, but that whole thing I was talking about was, I guess, um, I was at that point where I was just, you know, physically probably at maybe my worst, I guess, physically. God, I was almost like 100 pounds heavier then, thinking about it. I think I was trying to say, like, maybe I'm on a weight loss journey. Maybe I want to do political commentary. Maybe I want to tell feminists to suck a dick because that was the hottest shit in, you know, 
you know, 2016, 2015, whatever the fuck, you know, I, I you know, it, it, it was a very, it, it was a very contagious train. I just wanted to hop, you know, but I figured it was my time because I felt like I had something to say. I wanted to, I wanted to maybe relate to people and I just wanted to see, I, I, it was like Velcro. It was casting like, you know, a Velcro ball into something and just hope something would stick, you know, because, you know, pomp and circumstance aside, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just a normal guy, you know, just some dude from Texas or nobody really special, you know. Just a guy who has, like, his own normal ups and downs, you know, and maybe, um, you know, probably in that point, I'm probably in that point in my life where I've learned to, I guess, um, finally be okay with embracing some of my, you know, downs, if so to speak. Kind of going back to, like, my, um, you know, I guess my adolescence and kind of how that ties into like my first podcast and which each subsequent episode would be like afterwards, you know, my dad would always tell me about what it, uh, what would happen to me if I didn't, you know, if I kept uh, being a fuck up and being a CDF student all the time, you know, despite the God given brain, he says I had and my, you know, very capable intelligence, you know, I fucking destroyed every math test I had in school, but for some reason I just didn't give a dick about science or whatever, uh, I digress, you know, he was always telling me every time he would be disappointed with seeing my report card, you know, he, he would always say this and he would make, he would say it so often that he would, he would, he, it, it is literally branded in my fucking skull, man. You know, if you fail, you ain't going to get into college, but you're going to have to find a job. And if you don't want to find a job and if you don't want to work, like, you know, a motherfucker will steal. And if you steal, your ass will end up getting locked up in prison. If you get locked up in prison, you're going to be fucked in the ass like they do in Oz. He, He would say that. He would say variations of that forever. (laughs) <laughs> I kind of feel like I did a disservice by not kind of like, you know, saying it with this gusto right there, but, you know, kind of calling back to why he had to say it so often, it was sort of kind of, uh, it sort of pretty much encapsulated, I guess, my mental state from in, in then, you know, or from that time, I guess, where I just... I don't know, I just felt like that, I want to say something morbid, like like a living death, but, you know, I just, I don't know. There's something unsightly about saying you just live to consume. And I don't mean, like, you know, just eat and drink and shit like that, but you just, I guess I just live to just ingest things and take things in and just sort of soak up my surroundings and not really do much to care for myself. And I think that's one of the most confounding things about that is because when I was growing up, you know, as opposed to like, you know, people who are just people who just, you know, consciously fuck up, 
I don't know. I won't say I, I like didn't know I wasn't, you know, being all like could have been, you know, <laughs> I guess from my childhood into my adult life. But, um, well, scratch that. Hold on. It, it was, it was complete, 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 utter disregard, <laughs> I guess, of any sort of standardized set in discipline. I don't think I ever possessed or had that, and I don't really ever think I had any, um, I don't, I didn't, I don't really think I had much reason to be, and, and a weird reason, and, and you know, it's so funny, it's so weird to say that, you know, aloud, but, you know, I mean, it's probably the best way I can describe it. I was at that time where I was at that time when I was sort of growing up in my formative years, and I realized that it started to, I guess, maybe matter to me that I wasn't really. It's like my shame finally, I guess, kind of caught up with me up until that time, and I realized, man, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm really risking it. I have to, you know. I have to find something. I got to find a passion in something, right? One of the things I ended up finding a passion for, believe it or not, was movies. Loved cinema. Love it. Love it. I'm pretty sure you guys, you know, I'm pretty sure you guys can probably already tell, you know. I always liked the cinema. And I always, I remember, um, I used to, when I was in high school, right, we always got allowances, you know, we would save up, like, our lunch money throughout the week or whatever, but we can basically do whatever we want, so if I didn't, you know, go to the Pizza Hut line in my high school cafeteria, I would maybe walk uh, down the road to this, um, like, movie and bookstore they had called Hastings. It's cool shit, and I would spend all my money, and I would just stack out and, like, start my little, like, you know, blossoming DVD collection and I had all the cool shit man that place had like all a lot of like the coolest anime and foreign films that were like all region that you could get man they were really cool I remember I got the a Better Tomorrow box set for like $25 and I guess sort of growing up you know whenever my dad didn't decide to take his little pot shots at me <laughs> you know about why, how come, you know, I'm not finishing my homework or how come my little sister is smarter than me or some shit like that, you know, on paper, I mean, <laughs> you know, they sort of ascertained that I sort of had like a love for this. And I, and I remember telling him I, I wanted, I think this is maybe something I want to be because whenever I, um, was in school and I actually tried <laughs> to sort of put my focus into, into, you know, some sort of skill. One of the things I used to do was um, I would spend a lot of extra time in my AV class in high school. Really cool. Um, I had this really awesome teacher. I'm not going to drop his name, you know, but uh, he was really good friends with my dad. You know, that's kind of what, you know, educators are. They're all buddy-buddy, you know, and he saw like a, 
interesting proclivity in me when I told him about like how I wanted to, you know, recreate video projects and shoot like fake mock music videos. This is like way before the time of YouTube, you know, where we had to actually like set up DV cameras and like hook up VCRs to like U8, like, like USBs and computers. It was so fucking weird. Like it, it took like forever, such antiquated technology, you know? And then um, I remember there was a chance where I was going to go to the Technology Students Association or something like that. I'm probably fucking up that name completely. But it was sort of like a UIL-sponsored fundraising thing where, like, a whole bunch of audiovisual teams from all different types of high schools in the 5A area would all get together and have, like, a competition for, like, you know, videos and shit like that. It was really cool, you know? Uh, it was almost like a weird, like, mini QuakeCon. I remember there was, uh, kids from our school also, like, brought, like, their big PCs so they can all, like, huddle around and play, uh, Unreal Tournament 2004. But, uh, I remember going there and I was like, this is, I think maybe I found a passion in something. Maybe it, uh, <clears throat> maybe it was, uh, something I can maybe achieve. Holy fuck, these people make video games here and everything, you know? And I thought that was sort of the future I wanted to sort of gear myself towards. And there was a fateful day that I think I was telling my parents what I wanted to do. Or particularly my dad, you know. And like any smart dad would do, he encouraged me to think of a backup plan. <laughs> That, of course, my uh, my hobby for film editing would be, you know, a good a good career path if I had something else to fall back on. Like, now, let's not forget that you're also uh, uh, on the junior for, uh, uh, varsity football team, hopefully for varsity football. That's your best, better path for college there, son, you know. And, of course, he would always uh, sort of beat me over the head with the uh, talk about uh, making sacrifices. You know, even saying that if you truly want to do this, you know, you're, you know, people who have careers in the creative arts, you know, it's, it's a lot of hungry nights. A lot of uh, missed opportunities to sleep on some mattresses. Gotta be real scant with money. If you get money. And it's a cutthroat world. I'm not trying to tell you this because I want you to fail. I'm telling you this because I love you. And I just want you to do better. That's all I wanted. And it's so weird to sort of like internalize that at that time. Because obviously that's what my parents wanted. It's definitely what they wanted for me. And for a graduation present, they got me a Sony DV cam. They actually had like little uh, uh, DVD RWs that could write to the disc when you recorded it. So I can start on uh, my filmmaking career whenever I got out of high school and went on to college. Although not for a football scholarship because I decided to quit before my varsity year because I didn't like it anymore. 
And I guess that thoroughly upset my dad. You know, why put forth the effort at anything if you're just going to stop doing it? And I guess everything's just kind of all cyclical. Or maybe it all just comes back in waves. It's just, it, knowing everything just feels all too familiar to me, but I don't know. All I can say is I know now that, you know, I, I feel like... It's all about to happen all over again. You know, like you're going to fold under pressure. You keep giving, you feel like you've been given the golden moment and the golden opportunity to shine, no matter how many people have your back, who keep wanting to push you to the forefront, who just want to see you excel and shine the best way you possibly can. And know that for some reason you don't know if you want it yourself. Maybe it's because, you know, you're committed to not wanting to be the impressive one. You don't want anyone to notice you. You want to just sort of crawl back into your hole, you know, because you're afraid you may disappoint them. That maybe you should just give them what you expect of you, you know. I didn't have a, the slightest clue what was sort of really leading me astray till now because this, like I said, the same feeling. It all just, it, 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 I can identify it now. And it, it's that just, that same nuisance. And I know it all too well, you know, I, I've, I've had like a, I've almost had like a marriage with it. I don't know if, um, and like I said about the whole thing, like I don't know if that's necessarily depression or not, you know, but I'm able to pinpoint it. So at least I sort of know that like, yeah, man. I don't ever like to use the word regret, necessarily. But, you know... It does sort of put you in a funk when you realize that... Maybe all your efforts you're trying now... Just might be all for naught. Because you fucked it all the way before. You know. I won't say life doesn't give you second chances, but sometimes we as human beings, as creatures of habit, can be so fucking ignorant to not even know as to when a second chance sort of came by. And we miss that opportunity, you know?
one of the weirdest things I've been doing ever since I've been away, ever since I stopped doing the podcast, is sort of just... I sort of keep finding myself in that, um, in just that mental figure eight, just about like, you know, just, just wondering, just worrying in, 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 in sort of foisting this anxiety onto myself, knowing just like, oh man, I should have did this. I should have did this. I should have did this. I should have did that. I could have been better. This could have been, you know, a lot easier for me. Maybe you just sort of listened. Maybe you didn't put people at a distance, you know. And I guess whenever you sort of are in that kind of headspace, maybe maybe you don't have... Maybe you just sort of put your focus on wanting to correct everything, and maybe you just don't have time for podcasts. Or politics. Or the internet or the rest of their problems. You worry about time because you haven't been worrying about time. Think about all your loved ones. You try to mentally prepare for the future of maybe not ever seeing them again. Punishing yourself for not recognizing what steps you could have taken to sort of circumvent whatever future misfortune befalls you. It's scary knowing that, you know. I mean, but, I don't know, I don't think it's all that bad, I guess. They always say, you know, recognizing a problem is the first step to curing a problem. And I don't know, maybe I don't necessarily want to cure anything. I mean, not cure, but just, I guess, um... Make amendments to, you know. know, Like they always say, live and learn, you know. Maybe I should sort of uh, look at this as like a glass half full kind of thing. I guess anybody can, you know, if they want to. I guess I'm sort of called back to like the lowest moment, I think, in my own personal life. When I thought I was so scared and not believing in the prospect of a future when I was around 17 or 18, that I couldn't picture myself what whatever obstacles I thought I could face maybe 15 years from now because I clearly wasn't facing them right at the time. And a lot of people seem to be really angry with me. Or frustrated. I was 
Felt like I was letting them down. And I guess what kept me from making any um, <clears throat> fatal mistakes at that point in time was the realization that something was still there. For some reason, I, I I took a I took a little more. Maybe it's wrong, but I felt like it was okay to sort of take confidence in the fact that like I, I, you know, I do have a voice. And. Despite everything, I think one thing that um, sort of made it all click to me was I realized I still have the ability to at least feel things like pain and, and sorrow and maybe anger. And it's a lot better than being numb. Like a, just a, a zombie, you know? I mean, like I said, um, it always comes back around, I guess, like in cycles, you know. Took a lot of bullshit to get to 32. You know. One cool thing, though, I say, I say about, uh, you know, being forced into maturity, I guess, uh, is realizing that, you know, that one glimmer of hope, that one glimmer of, I guess, that, you know, that idyllic, uh, you know, eight-year-old, I was, I guess, transferred to a 12-year-old, transferred to a 17-year-old, and maybe found its way and really padded up its way to a 30-something plus, 40-something plus, 50-something plus, it's still there, and it's sort of keeping, you know be in check and keeping sort of the good aspects of life in perspective. I guess it sort of keeps me upright, you know. It just takes work, I guess. And you know what's funny? I have this sort of faint suspicion that maybe it's about due time I start putting in some work. I owe it to myself. Well, that's really good. Do you think you can work on starting the car and getting us to 7-Eleven, buddy? Oh, god damn. Fuck, man. How long have I been here? Shit. Get fucking home. A few moments later. You know, I just want you to know that 
there stands a good chance that Wolfie's probably asleep by now. Well, she'll probably have herself one badass breakfast. Hey, baby, I'm back. There you are. Oh, sleep. Good little baby. Good night, baby. So what's next, hombre? I don't know. I'm not exactly tired yet. Ex-hamster date night? <laughs> not quite, buddy. Maybe something a little more useful. Testing, testing. <sighs> it's like riding a bike. You got this. What's happening, trigger men, trigger women, trigger gender nonconforming, and everything else in between? I'm your host, Biggest Mikey, and you're listening to the 51st episode of the Biggest Mikey Podcast. Listening to this week's episode of the Biggest Mikey Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed slaving over it. Remember, if you want to keep up with all the updates on me or the podcast, please be sure to hit me up on my Twitter at Biggest Mikey. That's at B I G G E S T M I K Y. I'm really easy to reach and I always make sure I reply in a timely fashion. If you have a question for me or maybe a question I could possibly read out loud for the show, just feel free to hit me up on my DMs. Also, make sure if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe and notification bell so you can be alerted for all the weekly podcasts and live streams that I do on the channel. If you haven't already, subscribe to the show on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. Also, if you'd like to help support the show, please feel free to do so on my Patreon at patreon.com forward slash biggest underscore Mikey. That's B-I-G-G-E-S-T underscore M-I-K-E-Y. Thanks again for listening. Biggest Mikey, out.